Our intent in this first section of chapter 6 is to prepare you for the discussion of wave-particle duality by getting you to think about the differences between waves and particles in classical physics. There are many ways to differentiate particles from waves, but we've chosen to lump their differences into three categories. How waves and particles occupy space, how they travel through openings, and how they interact with other particles or waves. The first of these differences is easy to illustrate, as you can see in figure 6-1. That figure shows a particle at position x equals minus 1 and y equals 4, and a wave at position, well, the wave is at lots of positions. And that's the point. Particles are localized and waves are extended. The difference between particles and waves when traveling through openings is shown in figure 6.2. As you can see in the left portion of that figure, when a particle encounters an opening, it's pretty much an all-or-nothing proposition. If the opening is larger than the particle, the particle passes through the opening and is unchanged by the presence of the opening. But if the opening is smaller than the particle, then the particle is stopped by the opening. Waves, on the other hand, behave quite differently when they encounter openings. You can see this behavior in the right portion of figure 6.2. If the opening is much larger than the wavelength of the wave, the wave passes through and is unaffected. But as the size of the aperture is made smaller, the presence of the opening changes the behavior of the wave after it passes through the opening. Specifically, the smaller the aperture, the more the wave spreads out on the other side. This effect is called diffraction, and when the aperture is much smaller than the wavelength of the wave, the wave spreads out so much that the energy is more or less equal in all directions in the region beyond the opening. Lastly, we consider interactions, that is, the way that particles interact with other particles and waves interact with other waves. For particle interactions, we use the example of a bowling ball striking pins. In such interactions, the ball and the pins retain their identities before, during, and after the interaction. Some energy is transferred from the ball to the pins over the short time period of the collision, and after the interaction, the ball has less energy and the pins have more. But the total momentum of the ball plus the pins and the total energy of the ball plus the pins is conserved. But as you know if you read Chapter 3, waves interact through superposition. So when two or more waves occupy the same region of space at the same time, they combine together to form a new wave. We call that process interference, which may be constructive or destructive. But whatever happens during the interaction, the individual waves may pass through the interaction region and continue on with their original characteristics. Of course, waves may also interact with particles, for which we use the example of a buoy bobbing up and down as a water wave passes by. In that case, some of the wave energy is transferred to the buoy during the interaction, but this energy transfer occurs over an extended period of time, unlike the near-instantaneous collision between particles. We've summarized these differences between particle and wave behavior in figure 6.3, and we show those behaviors as separate. But that clean division got somewhat fuzzy in the early 1900s, as you can read about in the next section.